I cannot afford to onboard the wrong person, to spend, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, four months, six months with the wrong person. I cannot afford the mistakes that come when someone cannot do the job you've hired them to do. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. This episode is sponsored by my very own Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you're looking to work from the comfort of your own home or the beaches of Bali or your RV or wherever, this is the only training that prepares you to do the actual client work and work in a role of a digital marketing assistant, a real job title. In this 12-week program, you'll set up your business, which is what most VA courses teach you anyway, and you'll also learn how to do the freelance marketing work that clients expect you to know. You'll get detailed training modules on email marketing, blogging, SEO, funnels, social media, affiliate management, and a brand new module about using and managing AI tools. We'll have weekly Q&As, office review hours for your portfolios, and for your marketing assets. We'll have guest speakers to talk about confidence, discovery calls, and pricing. Plus, we're sharing job leads, yes, so you could very easily take on clients before you finish the program. And you'll also get three months inside the Digital Marketers Workgroup, our community of freelance marketers and VAs. It'll be a safe community to help hold your hand as you get started in this business. Mentorship, networking, and an obscene amount of support, we have it all inside UDMA School. No one is going to hold your hand as a freelancer. Clients expect you to know what you're doing and take control, and this is where you can step in with a real job title and ditch the admin VA world and work as a higher paid, highly prized marketing assistant. Go to UDMA school to get on the wait list or enroll when the card opens on October 17th. I'll see you inside. Hey, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer. I am so excited about this episode. I have gotten with three of my Voxer business buddies to talk about their insight to hiring virtual assistants, marketing assistants, and what they're looking for. So here today, Brittany McBean, copywriter and launch strategist and agency owner. We have Ashley Chanel, a Facebook ads and marketing agency owner, and Sunny Logsdon, a corporate marketer who now helps small business owners with their marketing strategy. All three women are powerhouses. All three have worked with different types of virtual assistants, and all three will explain to you why they want a unicorn trained by me, Emily Reagan. Okay, this episode is not just to pump up my own ego. In the business world right now, online business owners are getting frustrated with the level of quality of their virtual assistants and service providers. There's a lot of people saying that they know how to do marketing, but actually haven't had formal training or really understand the strategies or how to go above and beyond what an admin assistant can really do, right? Email marketing is not just plugging an email into convert kit and sending it out. That's why inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, I teach you high-level tagging, sequences, segmenting, so you can go above and beyond and offer the best services for your clients. And email is just one stinking aspect. And I know because I have been in the weeds, I have been in the trenches doing the same work. I am not the VA coach who did it once eight years ago and was an EA. I am a marketer. And I want all of my unicorns to graduate from the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School, move over to my work group, and start claiming the title of marketer. Now, there's different levels. We leave UDMA school at level one, and I call that getting into the marketing mailroom to be able to level up. You do need to get your hands on some different tasks to understand the marketing ecosystem, to prove yourself, cut your chops, and the cream always rises. And then over in the work group, as our freelancers start getting more and more niche down, more familiar, more integral part of the strategy and the results that their clients are getting, they start claiming the title marketer, marketing manager fractional CMO. It's so much more about being an assistant. Today with these three business owners, I wanted them to give insight into this, not necessarily the hiring process, but 
what they're looking for. And I really want you to understand that yes, soft skills matter. Hard skills get your foot in the door. Soft skills are what will keep you the job and keep you your reputation. And as Brittany McBean says, she cannot afford to hire the wrong person again. And your reputation and your business cannot survive if you're telling people and clients you can do one thing and you cannot perform. And I know everyone who's listening to my podcast, you are the type of person who cares about your work, your quality. You are always a woman of action. You are always the one giving extra responsibilities and duties in your job because people could count on you because you care. You could never put out something shoddy anyway. You're my people and you're in the right place. So this is just ideas. It's more empowerment for you to stand out in this space and own it. If you're the type of person who follows through, who communicates, you've got a huge leg. Let me add the marketing services and how I do the work over the last 10 years to really give you that unfair advantage and that edge. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School opens today. This podcast released October 17th. Today is the day. We only have a certain amount of spots. I hope you go get your seat. I hope you listen to these women and understand how integral a marketing assistant is to their business, how not just anyone can do it, and how you will have the leg up if you go through UDMA school and I refer you. You don't have to question, will there be clients on the other side? Can I actually do that? Because we give you everything you need to be successful, including the marketing implementation know-hows, the strategies, the higher order thinking that Ashley is talking about, the network to put you in, where someone like Sunny, a high-level marketer, is hiring you and referring you to. It is about your network. Yes, that's true. It's also about your simple ability to do the work, and I can help you. New this year in UDMA school, we're adding digital marketing implementation homework so you can get hands-on practice building automations, designing Facebook ads. We're going to help you build out that portfolio so you feel even more confident. And the whole point is for you to be able to say yes to the marketing job that comes your way, to set you up to work with the clients who are making over $200,000 in their business, the $500,000 clients. They're not going to hire the brand new VA or DMA. They are going to be ready for you once you have done some of the work, you've gotten in with some of the beginner startup clients, and then you are going to be primed and ready to work for the dream clients, the ones that have a budget, the ones who value you, the ones who pay you for your worth. That is coming. And the cool thing is this business can be anything you want it to be. You still got kids at home. You only have a few hours a week to work. Perfect. Just don't overextend yourself and get the marketing client who gives you the ultimate flexibility and the client that will understand and the client that works ahead and the one who really values you and understands that marketing isn't always a burning fire. That's the good remote work for you. And when you're ready to scale up, you can do exactly what Many of my students do is take on a full client load, basically replace their full-time salary. You can go beyond that. You can even get hired as an employee if benefits and all those perks are important to you. That's what Tanya did. That's what Claire did. They completely pivoted their career after taking UDMA school, working with a client or two was all it took for them to prove they could do it. And then employers are snatching them up. This could be you. I hope you join us inside UDMA School. Just go to udmaschool.com to sign up or check out the show notes. And we're going to dive into three different mini episodes with Sunny, Brittany, and Ashley. You can find all of their information in the show notes. I encourage you to reach out to them. Tag us on Instagram. Start building your network with this episode. These are three powerful women that I want you to know and start growing your network right now. All right. Thanks for listening to Unicorns Unite. I'll see you on the outro. Did you know I do bloopers? Well, you should listen to the end. You were saying, it was so eloquent. You were just saying, I can't afford to hire the wrong person again. Like the energy it took to write the job description, to interview, to onboard, only to have somebody not be up to snuff. So share a little bit about that experience. It's so interesting too, because I see this in my business and I see it with my clients and My clients have like high, high multi six figure businesses, million dollar businesses, large teammates. And I see them struggling so much with hiring. And it's not because they don't have the budget. It's because they're struggling with finding the right person. And, and that's something I've experienced. And so I want to frame the conversation saying like the job openings are there, right? This is not a conversation about like there's no jobs and no budget to hire people. For me, like I have those roles open, or I can make room 
for the right person, even if the budget has changed, even if revenue has changed or the role may have shifted or the needs may have changed. But like I can afford to hire the right person in the right seat because I know that the right person means ROI for my business. I don't look at people as profit. Uh, People are people and I always want to treat them like that. But you grow a team to grow a business and to grow capacity. And so growing my team means scaling my business. And so I can always afford the right person within reason if it works towards the goals for the business. And I cannot afford to onboard the wrong person, to spend, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, four months, six months with the wrong person. I cannot afford the mistakes that come when someone cannot do the job you've hired them to do. It takes so much investment from the leader's side to onboard and train someone. And that is time well spent. So the amount of time and effort it takes to like lead someone, especially in those first 90 days, like that is so much effort. And you're typically slowing down to speed up. I am fine to and not even speed up, but like you're slowing down for a greater good. I'm fine to slow down when I know that like we're reaching bigger goals at the end of it. But when you've spent 90 days, four months, six months on someone who is the wrong person and you're going to have to let them go, that is really six months that you've lost. Mm -hmm. And typically, if that is the wrong person, they are making mistakes that is costing you something significant. Like I have had people cost me entire launches, entire campaigns. And that doesn't mean that there's no burden on me. That doesn't mean that like none of it is my fault and I need to take no ownership and it's all on them. I'm not pointing fingers. What it means is if I had the right person in that seat, that launch would have been more profitable because we would have gotten all those action items done. If I am having to stop what I'm doing and what I need to do to lead the business to continue to oversee past that onboarding time, past that like, hey, I have set aside the time to help guide and lead you in what is reasonably expected, then we are no longer accomplishing the purpose of that hire. It is fine for part of a business to be a training ground. It is okay for you to gain skill. It is okay for you to gain some experience. And so just getting your foot in the door and just getting the job isn't enough. Because if you get in the business and you cannot fulfill the role in a way where you're getting better every day, you're actually accomplishing the job, you're learning every day, you're working towards that ultimate job description and eventually arriving at being able to do that role after a reasonable amount of onboarding time. I'm talking within the first 90 days. I'm not talking about within the first week, right? If you cannot do that, then you are losing the business money and just getting your foot in the door could actually cost you your career. Because what happens is when somebody says, hey, do you know someone? I need a marketing assistant. I need a VA. What happens is people go, hire this person. I have this person. I love this person. But what happens if like Emily comes to me and says, hey, do you know a VA? And I'm like, well, I just hired... Katie, I've never worked with someone named Katie. I just hired Katie and she's great. So far, I love her. We're still within the first 30 days. So she's like a little, you know, things are still rocky, but because they should be, right? I love her so far. I'll let you know. And then she comes back two months later. She's like, how are things going with Katie? Right? And I'm like, not because I want to blacklist anyone. It's not about that. But I'm like, actually really not good. I think I have to let Katie go. Well, Emily's never going to hire Katie. No. Like no. that's, that's how it works in this industry because it's yeah. really small and it's not about me going out to like ruin Katie's name. It's that people are always asking, who do you know? Because the thing is right now, almost everyone we're hiring is a Katie. And so, yeah. and by we, I mean everyone in the industry. And so nobody has anyone to recommend. And so every time someone is asking, all they have are Katie's. And so all people are hearing are the names of people who are not working. Yeah. And so nobody has anyone to hire, but they are remembering the names of the people who they cannot hire. 
here's the thing. I talk a lot about soft skills. Yes, soft skills matter. But what keeps the job, what you're talking about right now is the soft skills get you hired. They kind of help you work within the team, but you have to be able to deliver on the skills. And that's exactly why I created this course. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is like how we actually do the work and not just flying by the seat of our pants, figuring out Flowdesk and acting like we're a marketing VA because now all these marketing assistant coaches are popping up out of nowhere just because they can send an email out of ConvertKit does not qualify them as like a strategist whatsoever. But it was killing me because when I was on Jennifer's team, we hired somebody to come in to alleviate some of the content marketing that I was doing. She was supposed to help with blogs because it fed into the content machine with everything we were pushing out. And Pinterest was a huge traffic driver. She didn't know SEO. She had never been in WordPress. And I was just like, wait, what's going on here? You said you know marketing. You said you knew these things. Again, it's so easy to get the job. Yep. And it's so hard to kind of weigh this like balance and this both and because I also can't emphasize enough like you have to know enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. and more than that you have to know enough to do the job you have to meet the job requirements that is the thing you have to meet the job requirements you have to be able to do the job and if I give you a task and you don't know exactly how to execute that task the second I give you it I don't care what I need is you to be able to accomplish and execute that task to the quality that the business expects, not not me, that the business has set as a standard by the deadline. So what that means is that you need to have the baseline knowledge to know what to do and where to start and not turn around, not sit on it for so long because you're so worried that you're going to get it wrong. You don't know where to start. You don't know what to do. And you're just going to wait until the deadline comes. Can't do that. No. Not immediately turn around and say, hey, what do I do? No, no, no. That's your job. I actually have other stuff I have to go do because we both have roles that we need to fill, right? My job is to lead you. That is a part of my role. And me leading you is me giving you this task or this, you know, whatever, and the deadline or overseeing this project, but I also have other rules that I need to fill. Your role is to look at this and say, I know where to start. This is what I do know. This is what I don't know. And now I know where to go. And where I'm going to go is I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to go to that tool and I'm going to look up their blog. I'm going to go to their chat. I'm going to go into Emily's course And I'm going to start diving in because I have resources. But what I can't do is I can't be the one giving you the resources because I don't have time for that. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to be here to like support your growth. It's not that I don't have time for you. It's that the time allocated for you is in our meetings, is in our like communication. It's like that is not the time allocated for that. And I know that when I see like Emily's Digital Marketing Unicorn, on somebody's job application, on your resume, I know that you have the resources. Now look, if you've just paid for it and you've never gone in and you've never done the work and you've never learned the skills, then that's just enough to get you the job. And if you come in my business and you can't do anything and it doesn't work, that's still a problem. We're still back at square one. I'm still going to have to have a crucial conversation and eliminate that person, and that's a problem, the person from the position, that's a problem. But if I know that you have that resource and I know you can go ask Emily and I know that you know how to go learn what a UTM is and you know how to learn about SEO and you know, like that sets you head and shoulders above the rest, like head and shoulders, because what I can't, I cannot be your resource because I have other jobs to do. I can be your leader. I can be like, your confidant, your support, but I cannot be your Google because we are accomplishing a goal together and you have a role in that goal and I have roles in that goal. Oh my gosh, so good. And that's also why we have this work group and this Facebook group, this community of other service providers who are doing the work. It's They're, they're your resource too because we've learned a thing or two. We've messed up. We've made mistakes. We've seen what works. We've been had our hands in multiple businesses and that is like one of the best resources ever. 
So what do you think is happening in this online space? Why are there so many unqualified, unvetted virtual assistants saying they can do the job? I was going to say, burden number one is on the business owner. Mm -hmm. If the business owner or the hiring manager or, or whoever is hiring does not have a detailed, accurate job description, a well thought out and thorough job application, and if they choose not to do a test project, and also I'm aware that like test projects are controversial. Here's my thing. I have shared how many times I have hired someone who was good at getting the job and then found out that they could not do the job. Mm -hmm. I will always pay for a test project. I will never, ever, ever ask someone to do free work for my business. 98% of the time, the test project is not something that can actually be used. If the business owner is doing it right, they are truly looking for some very specific things. It is very intentional. but. I need you to prove that you can do the actual job with skill. Mm -hmm. So it is the business owner's responsibility to structure the process to hire the right person. That includes at least one, if not multiple interviews. That includes a well thought out, thorough, detailed job description that matches the job you will actually be doing. We cannot bait and switch. We cannot frank and roll. We cannot, and maybe some other tasks within reason, right? Of course, there's yeah. like going to be some other stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You cannot, you cannot do that. And times are hard and people need money. And a lot of people have some skills that transfer. A lot of people have skills from years ago. A lot of people are out of practice. Some of the experiences like I've heard of or have come across are people who are moving from like full-time positions where they have the skills, like they actually can do the job, but they cannot do the job as a freelancer because they have not learned how to balance working with multiple clients and running their business. So even though they actually can technically do the work and they could do it full-time, for a company or in someone else's business, they cannot do it as a freelancer. Somebody coming off like an extended like leave or like a long break from their business, that is, I think, just being out of practice is like a really significant thing. I think there is that like people who have had in the past or do currently have the actual ability but cannot do it in this context. The people who are really burnt out, they need the money. They're still like bought in on this dream of running your own business. They're not wanting to go back to corporate. And they're like, I can I just keep doing it. But they like, they really just can't keep doing it. They really need to just go, go back and get a W-2, which is not failure. That is a great option. But like, they just don't have it in them to just keep pushing. And they're just burnt out. Or the people who are burnt out with corporate and quitting and getting into this industry and have been told, this is how you market yourself. This is how you get a job. This is how you onboard. And then you'll learn as you go. Those are the three problems that I see going on. That third one really makes me upset. If you come to the table with no skills and someone has to completely train you, you are an employee. You are misclassified. I see this all the time from like the general VA courses. People fall in love with the idea of being a VA, but they don't really have a specific job title. They learn no actual skills. They learn all that onboarding stuff you're talking about, and then they like don't know what the hell they're doing. If the job application is what it should be, and it says these are the requirements, like a job application should have requirements. It should have the like nice to have, and it should tell you like what your day-to-day -day will look like. But your job application should tell you what you need to have in order to step into the role and what your job duties will look like and what you need in order to perform your job duties. Like, but yeah. they need to tell you what the oversight and what the leadership looks like. But if you cannot do your job without that level of expected oversight, if you need more than that, then you can't actually do the job and you should not be applying. I do want to say something because it's also this, this situation where we have made sharing jobs very easy, especially for newer business owners. Sometimes they submit a job description and sometimes they just give us their top three tasks. Sometimes those top three tasks 
are completely unrelated. And that stops people, even though I say it over and over and over again, you cannot be that perfect unicorn and do all of that. If it's not what you want to do, you don't do it. I think it's more about expectation management and being clear and not lying. And I always say, haven't done that before, but guess what? I know ConvertKit. I can absolutely figure out Flowdesk. Like I can do it. And I don't charge for any kind of learning, especially when it's something that I can repeat and make money off of. But if it's some like obscure thing I didn't even want to learn, I am going to bill for that. Yeah, (laughs) that's a thing. Number one, like not every job is for you. Not every business is for you. Not every business is for you. And like, if I say in a job application, like this tech tech is required, right? Mm -hmm. That means we do not have time for learning. Yes. Or I'm like expert level knowledge is required. But if I say like expert level knowledge is preferred and you say, I've never used ConvertKit, but I am expert level in active campaign. And I know the only differences are X, Y, and Z. So it will only take me X to learn. And I do not charge for learning. I'm like done. Because that means you know enough about tech to understand the differences, what that actually means, how simple that will be for you. That's amazing. But if you're like, oh, I don't know ConvertKit, but I'm sure it will take no time at all for me to learn. And I'm like, I'm not gambling on I'm sure it will take no time at all. And it's so hard to find somebody who can do a lot of it. But here's the thing. When you say expert level, yes, sometimes we get to this point in our business where we're ready for specialized help. I want someone who knows active campaign in my business more than me. Right now, I am the smartest person when it comes to active campaign. I need somebody higher than me. And I mean that. I pay for it. And that's a specific job. That's not the assistant role anymore. So that's the difference too. And that person is not also doing my social media. (laughs) I think it's really important to never, when it comes to like, honesty, when it comes to accuracy, when it comes to getting the job right. Because we've talked about a lot of people can get the job and not seeing the job. And sometimes getting the job is really hard. So when it comes to like selling yourself, selling your skills, the accuracy, because the other thing that you don't want to do is sell yourself as one thing. Because here's the thing. The problem comes when expectations are set here when you get the job. And then the reality is here. But don't intuit for the business owner what you think they want to hear. Because if you set the expectation here, but the business owner decides that they're really into it and they really like you because it's a personality fit or a values fit or a culture fit, or you have that one thing that they're looking for, but they know exactly what they're getting, then they're thrilled when you meet the exact thing that they think that they're getting. But when you said expert level and your intermediate level, and then you can't deliver, that's a problem. So like the accuracy, the honesty, the integrity, don't try to do what you think that they're looking for. Do what they're asking to the best of your ability, fill it out with honesty, with integrity. So I was walking through this hiring situation with Emily and there was someone who... I had for the test project, I asked for something very, very specific. And so they sent an Loom video with their test project. At the end of the Loom video, they said, "Um, I had a couple of questions about this thing. So I just didn't do it. And I was like, no, no. Because what that tells me is if you were on my team, if you couldn't get a hold of me, the task wouldn't get done. As opposed to... I couldn't get a hold of you, but knowing what I know about you, knowing what I know about the goals, I still did this thing. And if we need to adjust, I can totally adjust, but at least we have a place to start. Huge red flag. Another hiring project, Emily and I talked through together, someone misunderstood the assignment. Like I was in clear about a direction or it was a miscommunication and they moved ahead anyway. And they did something and it was the quote unquote wrong thing. And then I communicated back to them, hey, this isn't what I meant about that. And then they were like, that was really confusing, actually. I thought I did it correctly. And for me, I did not move forward with that person, but I told Emily, that is a green flag for me. I love that because what that told me is that they moved forward confidently. They completed the task 
Even if there was a misunderstanding, even if they were unclear, they accomplished the task by the deadline. And then when there was a misunderstanding and I communicated to them that that action was incorrect, they were confident enough to speak up to me and say, no, you were unclear. That is the direct communication I want on my team. That's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for. And like when I'm hiring, I'm not looking for someone who's just giving me like, yes, just telling you what I want to hear. I'm thinking critically about like every interaction, not just did they plug it into chat GPT and spit back out the like high school version where you're repeating the question and then giving the answer, which is yeah. we always know. We always know when you have put it in chat GPT and it yeah. is never reviewed. So answering with integrity, moving forward with what you do best because we want to hire you not the version of you that you have molded to get the job because it's not going to go well once you're inside and that's not the same thing. I'm so glad you said that. I was thinking about that earlier when we were talking is there's nothing wrong with saying, this is what I can do now. This is the scope I can handle. I can take this part on confidently. Let's see how that goes. And then adding in more later. I tell our unicorns that all the time because you you can have that conversation. You can renegotiate a contract. You can add services. But I see a lot of, especially in the OBM world, I see a lot of OBMs like quit within a week or two because they get in and they're like, holy crap, like this is not what I thought, right? Or like this is such a beast and mm-hmm. it's just too much and for whatever reason. And, may- and maybe there was misrepresentation, but I think about that in terms of maybe somebody listening to this who is newer and not, I don't want you to be scared off. There's nothing wrong with coming in at assistant level, doing the execution task, not having to strategize, not having to manage because that that's a higher pay grade. That's more responsibility and have that conversation and level up from there. And a lot of CEOs, like what we're best at is is big picture and strategy and vision. And the thing that slows us down the most is execution. I can only speak for myself. And I talk to a lot of business owners and it is so easy to be like, hey, what's in front of me? And what I know is is reality. And if you feel like the job postings are scarce or it's really hard to get hired, that maybe, maybe there's just not a lot going on right now. Or maybe like, this isn't the time or the season or what I know to be certain without a doubt is that business owners in the online industry with a budget for hiring and a need for marketing assistance are dying for the right people and are hiring and firing left and right and have been for 18 months because they cannot find people with the actual skills. We can find people to hire because a lot of people have been taught how to, because the information is easily available on the internet, have been taught how to market and sell themselves to get hired. It is very difficult to find someone who can actually fulfill the role because they do not have the skills. And it cannot be stated how much money a business loses when they hire the wrong person. So like, yes, as a freelancer, you are in business for yourself and you have to look out for yourself and your profitability and your brand. And you should have your personal goals and you should be looking for your own revenue and your own goals and your own brand, like all of that stuff. And if you are trying to fix a problem, like if you're trying to sell to the business owner and solve our problem, we are losing money left and right because it is expensive to pay someone Thousands of dollars a month, $1,500, $1,800, $2,000 a month, onboard them for 30, 60, 90 days. Spend your time training someone who doesn't know your business, which is what you have to do as a leader, which is what you should do as a leader. Like, it's not like it's not a burden, it's what you have to do. Because marketing is not responsible for sales, but marketing drives sales. Marketing is essential for profitability. So that person affects profitability. And when they mess up, it loses you money. So not only the money that you are paying that person, but that's three, four, five, six months of profitability and revenue that you've lost. So it's like 
negative ROI. You have lost money by hiring the wrong person. And that is happening again and again and again in businesses. And so if you are the person, like it's not my business, it's not one other person's, it is like pervasive right now. Like, like it is the plague of marketing personnel of, and, and not, not just marketing, like service providers, retainer, like consistent service providers. It is impossible to find someone who can do the job. And I am not the business owner who says like, people don't want to work. Like I am in service providers corners because I think CEOs are the worst, right? Like I'm in your corner. <laughs> like if you are the person who can get the job and then actually do the job that was on the job application and accomplish like 85% of the goals of that job, like not even a hundred or 110, like 85, like 75%, like the bar is that low. That CEO, that business owner is going to call all of their friends and be like, I finally found that person that we don't have to fire. Do you want their name? Because all of us are in Voxer. Like I have to fire another one. Do you have anybody? I need to fire another one. Do you know anybody? That is what we're doing because we can't even run hiring projects anymore. Because when yeah. we do, the only people that apply are people who are unqualified or it's crickets. So we're just like, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody? Have you hired anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody out there? So as soon as we find someone that we can actually keep, we're like, guys, I have someone. Everyone hire them. Do you want their name? <laughs> I try to communicate this so much. I'm like, there is a secret underground network of who's actually performing and who's good. And this is also why... Let me just feed into this. You don't have to be on social. You don't need a perfect logo. You don't need even a perfect onboarding system. You don't need a website. All of that doesn't matter because it's all about the network. And Brittany did it. She got in with a good client. I got in with a good client and it exploded for us because we could do the work and we did what we said we could do. Do you want to make an extra 2000 to 5000 or more a month freelancing as a digital marketing assistant from the comfort of your own home, RV, tent, Airbnb, mom's basement, you name it? Enroll in UDMA School right now. The doors are open through October 24th. UDMA School is a high-touch group coaching program to help you start, launch, and run a digital marketing service business. I teach you the same marketing workflows I've done behind the scenes of over a hundred clients' business in the last decade. It goes well beyond cookie cutter templates and vague services that all the other VAs use, and it will prepare you for the real job title of marketing assistant. You'll get your foot in the door as a marketing assistant and climb up the ladder to be so much more. Enroll now at udmaschool.com. I invited Sunny here to talk to us a little bit about who she's looking to hire, connect other business owners with, and give us insight to this freelance marketing world so you guys can see the opportunities that you have out there. They need people to come in and literally pick up the ball and run. And that means understanding some of the you know softwares that are out there, understanding how to write emails, how to really just pick up that marketing and run with it. And what we find a lot of the times is that VAs will come in with a very specific skill, like I can do copywriting or I can do design, but they're missing like the bigger gamut. And in a small business, there's not budget to hire different people that specialize in different things. And so they really need somebody that understands all of it. Do you think that means somebody has to really do it all? I actually think it depends, again, on the person and it depends on the client. I think that in some of the small businesses, it is helpful if somebody can write both, you know, the social post and the emails and, you know, maybe a little bit of content. So I think businesses really have to choose, like, what's most important to me and then hire first for that role and then figure out what they need next. Yeah, because I know some people who are thinking about doing this type of work get scared that they think they have to know it all and be good at all. And I think there's a sweet spot for people like me who are Jills of all trades. Like my design is good enough. My writing's good enough. You know, I can do tech. I'm not intimidated. And that can actually fit together and be somebody's superstar. But there's yeah. also opportunities to be completely creative and niched and specialized as well. But what are some soft skills that are really make a VA stand out or a marketing assistant? stand out for your clients? I would say just somebody that comes in and is confident and is 
you know, asking questions and getting it done. I mean, I would say that the majority of people that I work with, they just want it off their plate. And so having that confidence to come in and figure it out, and if you need to go do some research, Google is amazing. So, you know, if you don't know about something, go and just figure it out and then come back with questions. Don't just say, hey, I don't know. So I feel like that's a skill that all of us can acquire and demonstrate really easily is just that ability to stay organized and to you know stay a step ahead. That's a big one. And also, I think that VAs sometimes are hesitant to come in and direct or manage their bosses. And most of the business owners I know want to be managed. They're like, please come in and manage me. Like, yes. And if, if somebody can get everything organized and remind the business owner that, hey, we've got to get ahead of this. Yeah. So can you give me insight on when business owners are complaining about their VA? Do you hear anything about what's really frustrating them just to kind of flip that on its side? Yeah, so I think that probably the biggest frustration is when VAs don't let them know progress on things. And so, okay, I asked you to research these guests for my podcast and a week goes by and you don't get any feedback on it. And in the next meeting, there hasn't been progress and they're like, oh, I have some questions on this, you know? And it's like, okay, I I was like, ping me on Voxer, ping me in an email, you know, ask me these questions. Don't let things sit. And so I think that's one of the biggest things is when they just sit or go in MIA. I like what you said about the progress and then that, that it goes hand in hand. They just, we just don't want to be in the dark. I also want to know like you received it and you're doing it because I don't want to be surprised with the deadline where it's like, well, I thought I was clear and I passed a baton and I delegated. I might not have taken the time to put a whole plan into ClickUp. But acknowledging that and and you taking the initiative and reporting back on it. Another thing that I think that people really love, and I always hear this from my clients, it's like, oh, I love so-and-so that we hired because she's always coming to me with ideas. Yeah. And sometimes marketing VAs, they think the business owner is going to feed them all the ideas. Mm-hmm. And while the business owner hopefully is leading the strategy, they should be they also would love for you to come with ideas. Like you're working with different clients. You're seeing different things in action. By all means, bring those ideas back. And I think that's another huge benefit of your course. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I know that's what always has made me invaluable and indispensable is I I just took my place at the table and I'm kind of a maximizer anyway, but I'm like, we should try this. Let's try this. Or this is working for this client you really quickly start to come in at that strategist level, even though you might not have started there and you start earning respect. And I think another thing is, you know, it depends on the level of business you're going into, but I think that most of the, you know, digital marketing VAs, they're coming into a situation where we are growing our businesses. And so we don't have this whole big team in place. And unless you've done it before, it's hard to even imagine how, a lonely it feels like not lonely from the sense that like oh i'm a lonely person but lonely than like i have to catch all these balls all myself and you know it just is exhausting so having somebody come in that you genuinely feel is supporting you is huge i don't think that people understand just in coming in and being a a safe a dependable just reliable person with ideas that in itself is huge that's what makes us different than the rando contractor you're going to get from Upwork who is like a one night stand, like they're not really invested in your business. It's this ongoing retainer teammate. It's the intrapreneur that's partnering with the business owner. And it's such a beautiful thing. But I'd love to hear from you. Like, do you need to have a marketing degree? Do you need certifications? I mean, if you're handing people a strategy, I feel like the answer is no. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is what I love about what I'm doing right now is because that's what I felt like was missing is I would go into clients and even some of them would have a marketer in place. But that marketer wasn't a strategist. They were an implementer. Like there's a difference between an implementer. An implementer can eventually become a strategist, but you really need both of those people in place somewhere in your business. 
and out of your business. And so, yes, like if a strategy is set, it is really about that implementation. And, you know, do you have to have a background in marketing? If you don't have a background in marketing, and I mean, again, shameless plug, but like, then you need to take Emily's program because you do have to have some knowledge. Most businesses need you to come in with some skills. And again, it goes back to like, what is it that you are really, really good at? Because a lot of people, just because you don't have a background in marketing, doesn't mean you're not a fantastic writer. It doesn't mean that you're not a fantastic, you know, administrative assistant who is super organized and like you could put somebody's calendar, you know, in place for the next quarter in your sleep, right? When you have those complementary skills, then all you need to get is a little bit of the, you know, nuance and the technical and the personal type relational skills that I believe you teach in your program. So that's a really long way to say, no, you don't have to be a marketer. <laughs> it's good to have, you know, at least have a few, few things under your belt that you can combine with your strengths. I see two things. I see the person playing on social media who thinks they now know everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much more than that. I run into so many social media managers who don't do strategy. And then before you and I hit record here, we were talking about the middleman inside a marketing agency who's like kind of knows marketing, but they're not full on strategy and they're not full on implementation. And it's like, how do we get these people in so they can grow and it's it's through UDMA. Like, wouldn't you agree? Like they need to get those solid skills first. A hundred percent. Yes. We need those people with the solid skills. And I would say that's probably my biggest pet peeve right now around marketing. Social strategy does not equal a marketing strategy. And if you're going into a company and you're telling them that you're doing their marketing strategy and their marketing, but you're really just focused on social, that's a disservice to them. They do need you, but they also need a larger strategy. And your program touches on so many points within that larger strategy. I just want people to know that like you can learn this. If you can get your clients to articulate or work with somebody like Sunny then you can come in at a, a level that's not so intimidating where you are assisting and you get in the marketing mail room and then the, the cream rises. Like people very quickly like start taking on more. And before you know it, you're the content manager, you're the podcast manager, you're the community manager, you're the launch manager. I mean, there's so many opportunities after that. Yeah, there's so many opportunities. And, you know, the onboarding process is a really important thing. I think that's another thing that VAs probably need to go in, you know, having a little bit in their back pocket about, okay, what's this going to look like when I'm onboarding and being able to ask that business owner, okay, so what are your big goals in the area of marketing? Like where do you want me to focus initially? And do you have a strategy? And if they say no, be like, well, I know who to call. But yeah, there's also, I think it's good to be aware that sometimes these business owners don't have the time to sit down and create the strategy. And so asking questions is really a great thing. Yeah. And you have to take the lead from the get-go. You do kind of ha have to know to ask those questions to set yourself up for success too. Otherwise you're going to be trying, you're going to start off like in the weeds, like trying to like solve everything and it doesn't work like that. Yeah. A plan is a nice thing because then you know what's expected of you and you can show them that's another thing. If, if the business that you walk into isn't tracking, just do it yourself. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, it can just be, you know, that Excel sheet. And Emily, I don't know specifically what you talk about in your program related to this, but, you know, just noting what it is you're doing. Like if you're sending emails, like just track the opens, track the clicks yourself, mm -hmm. right? Because there will come a point where, you know, even the most unmarketing educated business owners can be like, how are we doing on that? And that way you can be like, let me show you. This is so much more than a marketing assistant because when you can get in someone's business and start to think you become that partner is so much more than an assistant. And I yeah. always struggled with the term VA. I was like, I'm not a VA. I'm like growing email lists and audiences and I'm making money and I'm selling and I made my client a million dollars. I'm like, I am not a VA. Like, what is this thing? And then we, we move on up the ladder and that we just sometimes all have to start. Even if we came from all different worlds, like we start here and then we grow up. So tell us a little bit about where you are when it comes to hiring VAs, because you have tried a couple different things. 
And I really just want anyone listening to this to realize that it doesn't take a lot to stand out and that soft skills really do matter, but it's this not as competitive as everyone thinks. Like if you can come to the client's table and bring hard skills and soft skills, you really can be successful at this. It is not hard to stand out, which is kind of sad, but it's really not hard to stand out. I feel like, you know, like many entrepreneurs gone through VAs, gone through marketing assistants, but also realized that it wasn't the VA that I needed. It was the marketing assistant that I needed in a certain role at a certain time. And that came with education. And that also came with me knowing you, right? Understanding what a marketing assistant was versus a VA thinking that, you know, being a VA and saying, oh yeah, I can do all of these things. Well, at this point in where I am right now, I don't want somebody who can do everything. I want somebody who can do something well, right? So I don't need you to be able to do 500 things. I need you to be able to do what I need you to do, whatever that might be, whether it is engaging with someone. So right, a lot of people will hire people from the Philippines, which I have no issue with. You have hired overseas. What else have you tried? I've tried the doer's way and it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. And it was the worst experience I'd ever had because they said that the people were trained, but they weren't. Because I asked the girl and she was like, no, we're not actually trained well. And I was like, that is really unfortunate to pay $5,000 for that. And then even I've, I've hired someone in another group that's for one of the platforms that I use. And what upset me was that she spent 14 hours doing something that maybe should have taken five, maybe. And for a digital marketing assistant should have taken between two and five hours. And it wasn't because I was being, you know, my expectations were too high, like, okay, do it quickly, do it quickly. But if this is what you say that you can do, and you know, you say that you are an expert in this platform, especially if someone's paying hourly, I shouldn't have to pay you 14 hours to do something that should have taken between two and five, because then it makes me feel like I should have done it myself. And the, I feel like the digital marketing assistant job is to take some things off of my shoulder, but as far, and, and then going back to the doers, she didn't know what a mock-up was. How are you a digital marketing assistant and you don't know what a mock-up is? And then you spend 30 minutes looking it up and then you come back again, that 30 minutes means that we're wasting time not doing something that I could have done. And you're paying, and, right? Yeah, I'm paying for that. And so it was such an awful experience because I had to go in and like basically train her myself on the tools and platforms and things that I wanted her to do when I can say, go create this mock-up here and use the images from this, this, and this. I could say that to someone who understands what a mock-up is and tell them to go do it. But for her, I literally had to pick out every single thing I needed her to use. And it was such a time suck. Mm. And the whole <laughs> point of hiring this, you know, this agency was so that I could get my time back and it was awful and it sucked so bad. And then they spent a month of my time and money training her, but she comes and she wasn't trained. So it was just really an awful experience. Wow. I'm just kind of looking at how I've been invaluable over the years and you and I have worked together, but you know, if I'm doing a sales page for a client and they need a mock-up, like I just do it. It's things like that, that forward thinking. Oh my goodness. Like that was one of my favorite parts about working with you was that if you thought a graphic should be in a certain place, even though there was no plan for the graphic, you created it and it made the page so much better, so much more engaging. And those are the kind of things that I'm looking for and thinking about. As a digital marketing assistant, I am looking to you for your expertise, right? Because Again, I do not have an issue delegating. I really don't. But what I want to make sure, though, is that you are capable of my trust, right? And that takes time, obviously. However, if you notice something, either do it or ask if, if you should do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love being able to rely on the people on my team to just take things on and know that if she sees something, if she sees that this line height is not right, or she sees that, you know, this needs a graphic, or 
she's wondering, do you, would Ashley like this? And she asks, those things are so invaluable to me because it's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Or, oh my gosh, it makes me blown away because I was just like, whatever it is you're working on, I want it to be amazing because again, operating in excellence and you know, my branding image is important. So you adding on to that and you saying, I think this would make this better. I'm all for it. And I love that. I love people like that. Oh my God. I love that. Cause that's what I teach our marketing assistants to do in the unicorn digital marketing assistant school is to get your foot in the door, marketing mailroom. That's tactical. That's implementing. Even if you've come from another world, very similar, like we kind of all have to get our feet wet there. And then we very quickly rise up to do more through what you just said, being more strategic, being more managerial. And mm -hmm. that is really the powerful thing about my course is I give the strategy so you can think. And yeah. every client's business is different. But if you can think through how they are doing things, you can bring ideas to the table and you just cement, you know, you cement your place on the team. And that's why even when I'm talking to my teammates, I'm like, I am doing this email because and I explain the strategy so they can think through what I could be missing as well. Right. And I always like give a bird's eye view on things. This is where the confidence comes from and like the having the backbone. You have to let us know, like, if the person that you're working with does not tell you why you're doing something, ask, why are we doing this? Leadership is taught, right? And so if the person you're working with doesn't necessarily have someone who's helping them with leadership, you are probably, and I'm not saying that you're going to need to train them on leadership. That's not what I'm saying. But not everyone realizes that making sure that you as a digital marketing assistant understand the reasoning behind certain things because again, there's a difference between tactical and what you would be doing, right? Because with tactical, you might not really need to know why, you just need to get it done. Yeah. But when you're working with the CEO, you do need to understand why, because then that way that's gonna help you think critically and help you think strategically about the thing because the, her why reasoning, it could be flawed and you could add some mm -hmm. additional help there, you know, guidance there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I heard that you said this. Well, I've worked with other people who are doing the same thing and this is what they're doing. Is this something that you would be interested in? And I can explain to you how it works. Um, do you like the way that it's working now? And this is with everything. You can even ask, do you like the way that this is working now? Or are you just doing it like this because this is what you had to do? Like, that's what I mean by strategic thinking, critical thinking. And also I don't do finger pointing in my business. I don't care whose fault it was. It could be my, I'm totally fine with saying it's my fault, but I'm also not just going to sit there and, and finger point. I'm going to say, what was the problem? Why didn't we get it done? Okay, cool. Let's do this for next time and let's move on because I'm learn not from it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's learn from it. And so if your person does not do that, if your CEO does not do that, then you do it because that's, what's going to put you ahead and move you from the digital marketing assistant to now the marketing manager, to then the marketing director, if you want to stay in their business. And just so everyone knows, I've hired, I think, three unicorns, and they've all been excellent. I mean, either project-based or for a longer period of time. And it was just, it was great. I didn't have to ask them for little things. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, they were able to think well, and they got the stuff done when they said they were going to get it done. Okay. They didn't leave things up in the air. And then they also asked questions, which I loved. And they did more than I thought was even necessary. So loved that too. I hope you found such good insights here. I love the questions that Ashley brought up to ask. It shows your forward thinking that you have those skills. I loved how Sunny talked about the difference between strategy and implementation. You don't have to show up at the client table knowing all of that. I hope we perked your ears with you wanting to learn about UTM links and really go beyond with able to track your marketing campaigns for your clients. I want you to walk away knowing I operate at excellence. Feel good about where you are and how much you care about their business, your client's business. Know that, like Ashley said, efficiency is your core value. You're not going to charge clients for things that you're learning. You can reach out to anyone in UDMA school or the work group and say, how long should this take? 
that's why we have this community to help you. You don't have to suffer alone. And so you can feel good when you send that invoice and not be panicking. Well, they pay this. And really, I want to help you get to that level where you're working with the 200K plus business owners, where you're moving into a leadership role, into business. Those business owners are looking for you. They want longevity. They're not just hiring one or done. And they have the money. You can start preparing yourself. You can get in these client fish ponds by learning marketing services inside UDMA school. The Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is open now. And if you're listening to this podcast later, so sorry, get on the wait list or check out our self-study version, or you can also apply for our work group after you've obtained the marketing skills and your business is set up. All right. Go help your clients get their time back. Go make some money, honey. I'll see you in the next episode. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. like that was a 30 second otter that made no sense